This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, December 5th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. The faith of GOP presidential contenders is relevant to primary voters, but the evangelical strain in Republican politics may play a unique role in this election. Johnson. John Samples, director of the Cato Institute's Center for Representative Government, offers his thoughts. It's hard to remember that in the 1970s, surveys showed that uh, there wasn't any real difference between the Democratic Party and the Republican Party about religiously oriented voters. It's only in the 90s that that split really becomes a big one. So the way it works out in the primaries is that uh, Protestant evangelicals in particular are a significant significant number of primary voters, uh, perhaps as much as uh, two-thirds or so, and they're also uh, in some primaries, and, and they're also very active and organized. The other issue is that it begins in Iowa. Iowa caucuses are big. Caucuses, by their nature, reward organization and enthusiasm. So in Iowa, you know, a significant number of people deciding the winner will be Christian evangelicals. And that's interesting to me because now we're seeing the rise of Newt Gingrich, uh, and he's looking better in Iowa in the polling, but there's a bit of a a fly in the ointment, which is that, um, as you may know, Newt's been married three times, uh, and I think it's a matter of public record that he was having an affair um, during his uh, with his third wife during his marriage, second marriage, which is called adultery, I think, and that is uh, you know a significant problem for a number of the evangelical voters. Now, so what's going on in Iowa now is that they're questioning whether or not they want to support him, even though he seems to be attractive in other ways to them. Um, Newt himself has, in 2007, said to James Dobson, who is a major, major evangelical political leader, that uh, he had asked God for forgiveness for his previous sins. So the real issue, I think, is uh, whether that's going to be accepted. Richard Land, who is a big-time uh, and impressive theologian uh, associated with the uh, evangelical movement, has pointed out that about one-third of evangelical women say they don't, wouldn't trust Newt Gingrich as president. So, and he said, well, you, basically to Newt, that he has to go further and do more to, to regain that trust. So I think it's sort of the, at the tipping point whether Newt can actually, uh, in such an important state, bring back enough evangelical vote to win in Iowa. Newt is, at least in uh, New Hampshire, uh, is sort of duking it out with uh, Mitt Romney for who will eventually take the day there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mitt Romney is a Mormon, makes obviously no bones about that fact. It's it's very well established. Mm -hmm. And uh, sort of Christian evangelicals who are a, a large chunk of the GOP electorate in mm -hmm. the primary election, uh, a large chunk of them don't view that as a Christian faith. Well, some of them don't view it as a Christian faith. Uh, some of them tell pollsters that it makes it less likely that the fact that he's a Mormon makes it less likely that it, they would vote for him. But there's a couple things you have to keep in mind about that. One is that the numbers who say that evangelicals who say, well, he's a Mormon, that makes me less likely to vote for him, are a relatively small number, about 15% or so. 
Now, it's true they're more likely than the non-evangelical Republicans to do that, but it's still the overall number is not big. The other thing you have to keep in mind is that it's been asked of Protestant evangelicals who say that, you know, if Mitt Romney was running against Barack Obama, how likely would you be to vote for him? And 91 percent say that they would certainly vote for uh, uh, Romney over Obama. And of those, about a little over 70 percent say they feel that strongly they would support Romney over Obama. So the real issue is whether that relatively smallish number is enough to hurt Romney in the uh, primaries. But once he gets by the primaries, if he does, it's not going to be a problem with the base in in the general election. Uh, They don't like President Obama, it's fair to say, and they'll go with uh, the guy who they have doubts about, but he's still the guy. What has been the impact historically, at least since, say, 1980, Mm -hmm. of this – Christian evangelical, the sort of the Christian right, mm-hmm. um, uh, how has that affected electoral prospects of Republican candidates, and, and has it affected the views espoused or policies pursued by those uh, Republican uh, presidential candidates? You've seen, you saw in 1992, for example, you really have after the 88 Pat Robertson run, uh, the evangelicals come of age again in uh, American and in Republican presidential politics. You see, uh, I think, President Bush, uh, who the H.W. Bush, who would become president, came some de- de- uh, way toward uh, expressing concern, their concerns and so on. You really didn't see it in uh, the 1994 Republicans at all. They were Pretty, stayed pretty clear. Newt himself, this is another issue with Newt, he, he left abortion out of the contract for America on purpose. And the, the reason, there is this major issue here. He left it out because it was a divisive issue. I think, uh, you know, President Evangelicals for the Republican Party provide, as I said, organization and enthusiasm and political engagement. The problem they they present also is that they can split the party because they have issues that not everyone agrees about within the party, but also that tend to not so much alienate Democrats, since they're not going to vote for a Republican candidate, but what are called weakly affiliated Democrats or moderates or independents. Uh, those people have concerns also about evangelicals. This time, I don't think any of that much matters, because while they're looking at the candidates uh, through the lens of their uh, point of view, uh, evangelicals do agree that uh, the economy is a central issue, that limited government is a central issue, understood as government uh, like taxation and regulations, the Obama administration writ large. So I'm thinking uh, that they will go into the the election next year fairly unified about economic issues. This started with the Tea Party, this unification. I think it will continue. The question is whether the candidate will be of a quality to be able to make a sustained effort and to win over President Obama. That's the big question. John Samples is director of the Cato Institute Center for Representative Government. You can read more of his work at Cato.org. 